something that your soul wants and it's just a part of you, you'll thrive. And um, that's been a big help through my life. It's just, I never gave up. And I truly feel, I always say to everybody, never ever give up on yourself. Because there's a million people out there that'll say you're no good, you're no this, but always believe in yourself. And if it's a passion, just pursue it and it'll happen to you too. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, today we have a best-selling author, Mary Kay Salaris. I hope I said that right. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, and thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm great. What a pleasure to be here with you and your audience, Justin. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about your story. I know you had some traumatic events happen in your life where, uh, you know, severe anxiety um, struck in your life, and I know that's what we deal with a lot with our uh, with our products in this Miracle Plant, but tell us your journey, your story, and, and how you overcame. Oh, I I would love to share that with you, audience, Justin. Um, Yes, um, my journey with this severe anxiety, I mean, we all deal with anxiety through our lives, and you you deal with it. And I was approaching this wonderful time in my life where the kids were going off to college, and I was an empty nester. Well, I had one left um, in the roost. And she was a senior in college. And boy, did I tell the line, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm going to be free there. You know, life is going to be different. I can do all these things I wanted to do. And at that point in time, this was several years ago, my goal in life was to become a traditionally published author. So I'm talking about 10 years ago. 10 years ago, self-publishing was not what it is today. We didn't have that available. It was almost taboo. So um, I always say I'm an overnight success, a 10-year overnight success. And, um, you know, my degree was in business. I raised a family. I worked full-time. I worked part-time. I did all the stuff moms do. And, um, you know, you're proud of your kids. And as I said, I was so excited that this was it. My life was going to change. Boy, did my life ever change. That senior year of the last um, child, all of a sudden, um, my limbs were becoming numb. I went through all these medical tests. They couldn't find anything. And at that point, the doctors start talking that little tablet, Xanax, therapy. And um, I never spoke about this to anybody, Justin. And this is a problem that women and men deal with. And one of the reasons I never discussed this with anybody is I was ashamed. You know, women wear many hats, and we were supposed to be able to handle everything. And, um, yeah, I was handling it, but my mind was handling it in a different way. So at this point in my life, 
what was a hobby at the time, I was not published as yet, was really helping me get through things. I did the therapy, um, and yes, that was helping. You know, the doctors say, here's the little pill. I took that little pill. But, you know, today I am fortunate and I am thrilled to say I've crossed that bridge and I can look back. But anxiety is something everybody deals with. And what I had to come to terms with, Justin, and this is what took a year and a half of therapy, um, was that my family unit was dead. And as shocking as that is, what that means is the babies I raised, the toddlers I uh, chased after, the teenagers I stayed up all night waiting to come home from their parties, um, those were dead. And I had to come to terms with it. I mean, I have my kids. They're young adults now. And life is different, but I had to let go of that aspect in my life. I crossed that bridge, and when I finally realized um, I was able to deal with that severe anxiety, and after a year and a half, I thought, you know, I can begin to handle this. And um, I weaned myself. With, I was under a doctor's care, and I'm, I'm happy and thrilled to speak about this from, you know, the medication that they had put me on. And you tried, you learn through therapy what you, what you need to do when anxiety hits. But um, honestly, as your audience knows, um, and especially now, after we're all dealing, we dealt with this COVID and we're still de- dealing with it, how anxiety can affect us. Absolutely. And so what was, I know that, you know, the uh, the writing of the book, was that a part of it as far as like maybe finding a purpose or direction, a new focus now that the, the family unit was no longer the main focus? Well, the writing, which was a hobby at that point, I was not traditionally published as yet. As I said, it took me 10 years before the first. I wrote manuscript after manuscript. I spent um, so much time submitting to publishers and the writing because you're creating. And I'm an author that I'm I'm an award-winning, traditionally published fiction author, and I love to write with with quirky titles, and I love to share that with your audience, and I have wonderful stories behind the titles, but that saved me, because what happens when your mind is not focused on just yourself 24-7, and um, you are concentrating on trying to create something, that was a big help to me to help relieve the severe anxiety I was going on because I focused on the creativity. And I did my, the first book that was published was a murder mystery title, Tiger's Love, Bubble Bats, and Obsession Perfume. Who knew? And um, it, it, the title comes from events in my life. I visited this wildlife sanctuary in St. Augustine, Florida, and the last part of the tour was a a vat 15 feet wide, five feet high, overflowing with bubbles. 
and out walks this incredible creature, um, a 600-pound Siberian tiger, and he jumps into the um, vat of bubbles. The wildlife handler sprays Obsession perfume on his tongue, and Obsession perfume is an anxiety releaser for tigers. They love it. It calms them down. So I said to myself, that is the title of my next manuscript, and that was the first book that was um, accepted by a small publishing house and traditionally published. That's amazing. That's Good. so awesome. Yeah, finding purpose is so important um, for all of us to have, you know, we're not here just to exist. We're here to thrive and to grow and to, to leave our mark or our contribution uh, to humanity. So I think that's, that's wonderful. I know that we deal with a lot of stress and anxiety um, and, and a lot of people come to, uh, our stores, or they reach out to us for help. Um, what was the, because, um, and, and, you know, obviously we're a holistic healing and there's more than, than, than any one thing that you can do, but as far as um, getting off of the, the, the pills and things like that, how was that? How did that go? And what ultimately helped you um, wean off of those, those, uh, those medications? Um, the tools. The tools through therapy, coming to realize what the the like what was bothering me. There's something so like that was so bothersome to me. And as I said, it was coming to terms with the fact that my family unit was dead and life was changing. And when I came to terms with that, and I was realizing, like, was I going to be on these meds for the rest of my life? And I used these tools. But at the time, several years ago, I, you know, as I discussed with you, CBD was not available um, in the, where it is today and like a holistic way and all of this. So I didn't have that to deal with then. Then the doctors just prescribed the Xanax and the other medication. And I did become a little worried that was I, you know, it, it's a pill, but you have to have the tools. That's one thing I've learned. Um, they give you the tools to work with to help you deal with anxiety. And writing that, was a big help for me. That's wonderful. Well, and we do have a great uh, product called Chillex, and I'd love to send you some. Oh. Uh, we'll get you a bottle out there for you to try raw oh, hemp I'll, like I'll, juice. I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. And it also helps when you take it at night and it helps to sleep. And a lot of people, most people take it during the day. Just to, It's kind of like just getting that uh, – Obsession cologne, but for adults who were stressed out, <laughs> not tigers. I love that. I love that. And then I went on to, because um, as I say, I love to write with quirky titles. And then I went on to write a trilogy, but the small publishing house that I was with was not interested in doing a trilogy. So I was fortunate in um, partnering with an all-female um, up-and-coming publishing house in Digner House, and they published um, they're publishing my trilogy, the first of which is titled The Girl in the Toile Wallpaper. And it is a fantasy adventure intertwined with romances. And it's always a joke as I interview, you know, the interview will say The Girl in the Toilet Wallpaper. And it's, it's quite funny. But um, I love to write in fantasy because reality is too real for me. 
Absolutely. Well, and do you have the, the book, the title of the third one, or is that one yet to be the, published? The second one, we are still in editing, and the title has to be finalized. Otherwise, I'd love to break the title um, on your podcast. And the third book will be published next year. So that manuscript is about, you know, a little bit over halfway done. But the second book in the trilogy uh, of The Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper will be published um, early spring. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And again, writing is a big um, help in dealing with anxiety because I just focus on um, the writing. And um, Justin, there was a study um, that um, they did years ago where a where they had helped um, um, people that were dealing with post-traumatic um, stress syndrome. And when they, they were offered a job to um, work with watches and just the intensity and all of that helped, helped them with that. So it's true. If we can take the, because the mind is amazing, if you can just take it off of yourself and just apply it to something else, that that's that's a learning tool and that helps. So like hobbies, like uh, my hobby was writing and it still is. But it, you don't have to write. People have so many other wonderful hobbies. It could be anything, gardening. You know, you're an artist. You're this something that, and you know what it is that gives you joy and pleasure because you can't wait to wake up in the morning and get to it. And I always say if there's something that your soul wants and it's just a part of you, you'll thrive. And um, that's been a big help through my life is just I never gave up. And I truly feel, I always say to everybody, never, ever give up on yourself. Because there's a million people out there that will say you're no good, you're no this. But always believe in yourself. And if it's a passion, just pursue it and it'll happen to you too. Well, I love that, and I think if you're if you're struggling to find that passion, um, then I, I would just encourage you to to close your eyes and 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 uh, put your hand on your heart and uh, find a quiet place and and go back to a time when you were a kid, when you were seven or eight years old, and what were the things that really excited you back then? What were the things that you loved to do? And and uh, I have a funny feeling you'll find those passions, whether it's you know, playing sports or playing with your friends or, you know, if it was, you know, doing a, a certain type of activity, um, a lot of uh, who we are is when we're kids, we're all like, well, I want to be a, an astronaut. For me, it was I wanted to be uh, a, a third baseman for the New York Mets. And, uh, you know, that, that I ran that course as long as I could, but, but now I'm involved in sports with my kids and coaching, you know, baseball and taking them to ball games and things like that. So, we can find those 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 hobbies or those passions, and, and sometimes can turn into careers like they did with you. When we remember the things that brought us joy when we were young, right? So and I and I love what that. you just said, where you took your um, kids, and that you know that is such a passion of our life too, is to be with family, and that gives you such tremendous joy. And as I said, and I think that was part of my problem 
that, um, the, you know, as I said, the kids that I raised, that, you know, they're young adults and you don't spend as much time with them because they're living their lives. And you've actually done what you're supposed to do is get them out of the house, right? That's, that's your job. My job was finished. Now, now I can look at them and have a life with them in a different regard. And I had to come to terms with that. And, it, and it's all good, but it's crossing a bridge. And once you're able to cross that bridge and look back and say, you know, it's almost a blessing because it's a journey and we learn from journeys. Absolutely. So well said. Well, uh, at the end of, uh, before we go, where can people find this book? Find book. Yes, you can, um, you can find my books anywhere. I'm on Amazon. I am on um, Barnes & Nobles, any independent bookstore. If it's not on the shelf, they'll get it the next day. And it's Mary Kay, Savory's, Tiger's Love Bubble Baths, and Obsession Perfume, Who You, if you love mystery romances with a supernatural twist, or if you're into fantasy, adventure, and romance. Then The Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper, the first in the trilogy. Um, they're all award-winning books, and, they've been, and they are bestsellers on um, Amazon. And you can also connect with me on my um, author website, www.maryksavares.com, marykaysavares.com. I love to hear from my readers and anybody else. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Miracle Plant Podcast. And at the end of every podcast, we say heal the world because that is our mission to reach a billion people by 2025 with your audience and with everybody out there teaching these new ways to take control of your health and, in fact, your mental health. So I thank you so much for joining us. So join me on the count of three. We're going to say heal the world. And for those that are listening, join us as well because we're looking to raise the vibration to help each other, to lift humanity, where people can, how we can each help each other find ways to heal ourselves. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. One, two, three. Heal, heal the, the world. world. <laughs> well, Thanks so much for joining us, and make sure you tune in next week to the Miracle Plant Podcast. We're on Twitter and Clubhouse and Spotify and Apple. And if you like this episode, rate and review it and share it. And let us know. You can reach us at themiracleplant.org. Thanks, everybody, for swinging by the Miracle Plant Podcast. Be a blessing to each other. And happy healing. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast, and of course, on PodConnects.